I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. So I'm joined today by Catherine Rogers, the founder of Reset Your Health. Um, The mantra for Catherine is that well-being comes from within. And we're going to hear a lot more about that as we go through the conversation today. So welcome, Catherine. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about how you came to sort of focusing your life on human health and and well-being? Well, um, my background's in mental health. I'm a mental health therapist and I've been doing that for nearly 20 years. And what came to me as I was working was talking therapies are great and they do help people, but it's not the whole deal. Um, And there's a lot of other aspects of life which if you concentrate on them or not concentrate feels a too powerful a word but if you pay attention to them they can help with your mental health and one of them in particular I came across was clearly what you eat and also exercise and sleep but what you eat was such a massive part of the people I was seeing and when I I can would you like me to give you an example yeah um So I was working with a student population and there was a young man who was very suicidal. And I was tasked, my job was to do a CBT program with him. And I just felt he needed more than that. He needed to get up in the morning, go outside for half an hour, if he wanted to miss breakfast, that was fine. But he then had to go and eat socially at lunchtime and dinner and I just said simple things like avoid white processed food and it was amazing I mean he was on the IAP scale which is the NHS scale he came down very quickly Um, we also did talking therapy at the same time Uh, and it was that initial experience of having something that was so dire and so extreme and just very simple interventions to do with what people he was eating. And um, I then started looking at the whole area um, and it it led me, I don't think you mind me saying, it led me to writing a book called Gut Well Soon. And um, it has two chapters on mental health in it, which is all about the connection between your gut health and your mental health. So yeah, it's, it's, it was a journey from my profession thinking this isn't the whole deal, doing the research, writing it up. And then of course that's led to my online program, Reset Your Health. And that's something I'd really like to kind of explore in a little bit more detail. Obviously, it's the title of uh, this particular episode. But I think for me, the the really interesting combination here is this, um, and you described it as a journey uh, sort of for yourself personally. And I think certainly for me, the the way that the program um, has evolved um, is this idea between balancing healthy body and healthy mind. And I think for me, it's that kind of holistic approach, which kind of sets your particular program apart from a lot of other um, people and organizations who tend to focus in a quite a linear way on just one thing. I think, you know, you, you've very much been talking, you know, I think for some time now about this combination. So really treating it holistically. Yeah, I think it's out there. Um, it, it generally, people are talking about 
um, health not just being what you eat or just being exercise or just being sleep. It's the whole thing. I think what sets um, Reset Your Health part is that we are taking out the hassle part. So if someone has um, a health issue, but they are a vegetarian, we still making sure that they get the correct macronutrients. So by doing that, what I've done is concentrate on the mental side, the barriers to, in, to eating better. Because quite often if you go to a doctor's and for example, you've got high blood pressure, you'll be handed a series of papers saying this is what you should be eating. And the reset your health program you literally would say i'm a vegetarian i've got high blood pressure and i also don't like celery so you can say what you don't like and it will give you four weeks worth of recipes so instead of a wadge of paper or a recipe book that you're flipping through and the program takes that all away so the, the resistance to doing it is goes down compliance goes up that's a very harsh word but it means people do it and i've thought about other things like for example the plan will give an individual their shopping list so they don't have to go and write down everything it just comes in one word and they can choose to do it for three days take a break because of life but stay within the guidelines and then start again so it doesn't have, I feel that diets have a big pressure on people. I, I know when I work people in mental health, that the whole weight watch, I, I mean, without naming, but you know, having a, this diet you've got to do for four weeks, this is definitely about enabling people to say, right, okay, I've got, um, I've got mental health issues. This is what I could eat. This is my shopping list. Let's go for it. And it's about a lifestyle change. It's not a four-week sprint. Examples there of uh, people who may have sort of very specific ailments. Um, how, how does this apply? I mean, who's really going to benefit from this? Is it, is it everybody or are there specific diseases, if we were to call them that? Are there well, certain people who will benefit more? Um, okay, so my simple answer to that is everyone would benefit from removing inflammatory foods. And by that, I mean processed foods, excessive sugar. Um, and it, if you go on the website, Reset Your Health, and this is before you even would sign up, there's a whole list of things like, I'm just reading them, gut health, heart disease, high cholesterol, menopause and hormonal symptoms, mental health. I, I mean, there's 22 conditions on there. And what I've done is, and it's taken two years, is go through what are the appropriate foods for those conditions. So, for example, if you have low iron and you put that on your sign up, the algorithms on the back of the website will push foods that have a higher iron. So it's healing via food rather than excessive supplements. Um, and it, 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 will, it will work with things like, for example, weight loss. It's, it's good for that. It will avoid foods that would whack up your blood sugar, which means the body then stores it as fat. It will keep the blood sugar level. Um, things like 
bone health, I'm just looking at the list here, endometriosis, all of them have been approved by dietitians and registered nutritionists as to the foods that are appropriate for those conditions. And then we've done how many, how much protein should have, how much fat and how much carb. So although it's a really simple for the end user, the process of making it simple and so personalized it, it is that there's a very powerful algorithm on the back of it. And I think for me, that's the key point here, isn't it, really? It is this personalization. I think a number of the other sort of programs that might be available, and as you say, sort of dietary approaches and, and the taking of supplements, it almost feels like it's kind of masking um, a problem or that you're jumping in with a, a sort of an ego-based approach because you just think that you should be a certain weight or that you want to look and feel a certain way. This feels like it's much more intuitive that people can sort of identify, even if they... You you know, they might have a particular diagnosis, but they can almost sort of identify intuitively where they feel drawn to particular things. And obviously you've mentioned there sort of for vegetarians, they'll be presented with obviously appropriate uh, sort of yeah. recipes and things. So it, it, the intuition bit seems to factor sort of quite strongly here. Well, they definitely, I, I generally think people are quite smart in, in terms of their health and they can say, um, I really think gluten is bad for me. Now, a lot of people might disagree with that. You know, mainstream medicine might say there's no proof. But people know. And so they can click a button and say no gluten or they can say no gluten for the first two weeks. So it's enabling people to use their knowledge of themselves to create the plan, but be reassured that whatever plan you get will on the back of it have the correct amount of protein and fat and carbs. And it does have um, a lower carb approach. And, um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean to say you've got less calories. Um, and, you know, all the people who've gone on it, <laughs> I haven't had anybody who's felt worse. Sometimes in the first 10 days, it's tough because maybe they've been eating a lot of processed foods and that takes time for the body to uh, wean themselves off. And also we don't, I mean, our dropout rate, uh, you know, they have encouragement through a closed Facebook page. We just don't have dropout, which is extraordinary. Um, yeah, because I feel it's like they, they know it's a journey. It, it, a changing habit takes 90 plus days. It isn't just a four week thing. So you've always, if you've always had, you know, chips and potatoes and lots of bread, that's going to take some time. And also we cater for the fact there's going to be lapses because, you know, you, you might have to go to your granddaughter's birthday party or your mate's um, celebration for champagne. You know, you're going to have to, to, do, to do that. So there's definitely an 80-20. And, um, but the 80% of doing resetting your health just makes you feel so much better. Um, and the testimonials, you can see people, um, you don't have to take my word for it, on the website saying how it's been for them. In lots of ways, that feels like that's the real kind of intrinsic power behind this is that it's 
it is kind of very personalized it is part of and we'll talk a little bit more i think in a minute about this whole idea of the community and getting that support i think for me one of the interesting um, things that you've kind of started to identify here is this this use of the nutritionists and the dietitians i mean a lot of what you do and um, i guess the way that the algorithms have been created um, is very evidence-based it's based around a lot of research that's gone into it yeah no absolutely and um I come from a scientific family of doctors and I don't think I could have ever produced something that wasn't evidence-based. My book, I mean, there's 60 to 70 references for every chapter. So nothing is my opinion because I'm a mental health worker, you know, the, uh, I mean, I can make an opinion about that, but it would only be an opinion. And, you know, you might find people say, well, you can find evidence for anything, but I've made sure it's peer reviewed. And I quite often I've used meta data, which is where there's lots of different uh, research papers about the same subject. Um, and and there are, I found, sadly, there's a lot of conflict um, around eating. Um, I don't know whether we should talk about that, but, um, you know, we have mainstream medicine where sadly the doctors have two hours education. It's mostly about rickets and they are taught to prescribe drugs. That's changing. You know, there's a young medical doctors in Liverpool who are partitioning, petitioning for an hour in their medical degree just on nutrition. And then you have the dietitians who are following mainstream guidelines and then you have nutritionists who aren't aren't regulated unless they're registered so there's all this i did a presentation for something and i had to do some research and it's something like 72 percent of people are confused by uh, nutrition guidelines generally because you'll have a dietitian say, no, you absolutely can't say the low carb approach is valid for anything other than weight loss. And then you'll have the amazing Dr. Unwin in Liverpool who's using low carb and reversing edema, and I know helping with mental health, but because there's no evidence, someone who, who's within the government, like dietitians, they can't suggest it under their professional remit. Uh, and until we get the evidence, they can't say it. And so there's, there's a cacophony of noise. So what I've done is I've gone to the basic evidence, like for example, if you've got bad skin, they know omega-3 will help with bad skin. So I've put that in there. And I've not taken a very low carb approach, but I've taken an approach where you remove the processed foods and you remove the sugar. And by default, if you do that, you get less carbs. With this kind of thing and all these sort of varied um, opinions and reporting and and kind of um, attitudes, which I guess in, in sometimes could be quite self-serving from certain practitioners and, and providers, I think one of the, the the nice phrases which I'm always kind of drawn to in business is that you know the market always dictates so I guess when it comes to the community that you're kind of building that uh, that group of um, people who are either on the program or considering the program and they're kind of communicating and talking uh, what, what kind of things are you seeing from them what kind of um, subjects yeah, are they talking so, about and sharing um, 
The closed Facebook group is uh, very supportive when people can't manage to make the bread. Um, people will say, well, why don't you try it this way? So there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of practical interaction between the participants because it is a practical intervention. This is something that anybody can do. And that's really heartening for me. I see people say, oh, there was a recipe. And even in the lockdown, when you go to a market, which there are markets still open, all the recipes are seasonal. And so there was one post which was like, I've managed to do the whole week getting it from the market. And to me, that's so important because it's not specialised stuff that's costing a fortune from a health food shop. I'm probably shooting myself in the foot for sponsorship. Um, and uh, yeah, I probably am. But the whole point is it's seasonal. We're avoiding people having plastic around vegetables and if we can. Um, and the, the, I, had, I had a wonderful student work for me. He, um, he wasn't very foodie. And I said, come on, I want you to go through every single ingredient on the back end. So you have a list of ingredients. And I said, I want you to tell me which ones you don't recognize. And he came up with um, psyllium husk, which I can understand. That's something we put in one of our breads. But he only came up with five ingredients and he wasn't a cook. He was a young man. And I think that was great. And we now put that in our opening letter saying, look, these are five ingredients we've identified <laughs> that you may never have heard of. Um, or you might not be able to find and you might have to get them online. The other one I think was coconut flakes because he had no idea you could buy coconut flakes. I can't remember the others, but it, you know, there are some things which where we're trying to avoid having, when someone ha can't have gluten, then in order to make a granola, we'd have to fill it out with something and we use coconut flakes. Yeah. Um, the, um, the the interns, because I know you have a um, sort of a number of interns and people kind of sort of working with you. Um, amazing. Absolutely it's, amazing. It's, it's changed my business. It's giving back, isn't it? Because again, yeah. they're going to be developing and evolving kind of with you, I guess. Oh my gosh, it's been an amazing journey. I've used interns for three years, three times a year. Initially, they helped me massively working out how to evidence the book uh, because that takes a lot of work to make sure they're you know very good references and then it's just things everything from inserting a recipe because we have over 800 recipes on the site so because you imagine if someone clicks says i'm a vegan who doesn't eat beans and i've got blood pressure and i don't know I, i'm worried about my bone health every single that produces an algorithm that you have to have recipes for so before we put a condition out, so students would help me basically just break the system. Um, they do the input. Some of them have massively um, gone home and cooked the recipes. So provided photographs. Um, they've written blogs um, with, you know, full references. So that's been, and also they've had incredible work experience with Sounds very self, but you know, with an entrepreneur who's desperately trying to get something out that um, I think is an everyday tool, and it and it, it it's costs nothing. It's forty eight pounds forever. It's not a monthly fee. Um, 
so yeah that you're right that's definitely a win-win where they learn and and of course then i write them references for other jobs and <laughs> so if anybody wants an internship write to me and it, the, the word entrepreneur that you use there, and I think, you know, in your case, it is it is very well deserved and you know, clearly it's kind of in your DNA, so to speak. So yeah. it's, it's something that clearly comes very naturally. How, how do you see um, Reset Your Health kind of evolving into the future? I mean, what, what's your big dream for this? Well, then I, well um, I've just gone out for funding because in order to do the dream of the back end of the website where people can take recipes off they don't really like the look of the moment it's set i can't do that without development funding and i need marketing funding and staff because i can't do it all myself so i've literally gone out um helped by the foundry at oxford university where i got a, a place as a female entrepreneur amazingly they only had one in every hundred women applied for this course as alumni, because I went to do an MSE um, postgrad when I was about 56. So I, I remember going to Oxford and saying, oh, thank you so much for your students. And they said, how's it going? I said, oh, it's so slow and students are great. They said, well, why don't you apply to do this entrepreneurial course with the Foundry, which is a bit like the startups in Silicon Valley. I said, really? And they said, yeah, we're desperate because alumni who are females are not applying. So that's how it happened. So I learned how to do a pitch. I learned how to put financials together. Uh, I have a background in finance years ago. Um, and I've got two sets of investors looking at it at the moment. Because I can't, I can't do this on my own anymore with students. I, I need a team. Um, so yes, to answer your question, that's the next step to have a team. And then, of course, then it becomes scalable. It, it frees yeah. you up to do, I guess, the evangelizing and the speaking at events and kind of really being part of the, the marketing machine, I guess, for this. Because yeah. you know, in, in lots of ways, this is a, it's a global opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, just looking at obesity and diabetes, a chronic disease, uh, if you, chronic disease, which is something that isn't an acute condition, 79% of us will get one in our lifetime. And a lot of them are to do with what we put in our mouths. <laughs> and even if you just look at the program for four weeks, there'll be something you take away from that where you think, Oof, gosh, I really have been, um, I'm not aware that I do that so much and this has made me feel better. I sleep better, I can exercise more. Um, even, you know, even my sort of very testing, sort of pushing teenagers in this lockdown where they've eaten because that's how I cook. Like, mum, I just got so much energy. So, yeah, it's global. And seriously, when I do my presentation, it's, I've had, the presentation had to be short because investors don't like any more than four minutes. I mean, you're giving me a lot longer than that, but I had four minutes to do this presentation. And, um, you know, it's boom, boom, boom. And you, you, know, you show graphs of the chronic disease and you show how it's going up in Western countries, but now it's coming up in places like India and China because they're eating a Western diet. So you have to state the problem and then you have to state the solution and then you have to state how you supply that solution. And that's why you want funding. 
So, yeah, it's a good question to ask me what's the next stage because it we really are we we've either got to get that or we stay as small as we are at the moment. I often talk about the concept of Ikigai, that sort of sweet spot in the middle of things that the world needs, stuff that you enjoy, what you're good at, um, mm. and, and, and basically what you love doing. And it feels like this really is your sweet spot, that you know the yeah. time is right because the world definitely needs this. And it's almost like, yeah, you're on the cusp of going big time with this. So it's really, really exciting. Yeah, I'm totally passionate about it because I've seen the results. I sometimes worry I'm a little bit early because I think mainstream medicine isn't as accepting of it. There's functional medics and nutritionists and there's a whole swathe of people out there who realise eating, you know, locally and not eating so much processed. But, you know, that isn't, that isn't the majority. And so I'm, you know, people can have good ideas, but sometimes my worry is the product is slightly too early. So I keep on telling myself to be patient. <laughs> Which is always sound self-advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because we never know. But I think, you know, that point about the market will decide, it does feel like despite what the, the more formal kind of uh, medical and, and advisory professions are saying right now, I think, again, if people feel that it's time to maybe take a little bit of self-control in the situation and maybe just explore, maybe go on the, you know, the first couple of steps to that journey and just see whether there could be something in there for them. And I'd be really encouraged by the, for example, there's the British Society of Lifestyle Medicine. Um, they're really encouraging and they see it as sort of a de-prescribing de app. So a doctor could use it saying someone comes and who's pre-diabetic. Look, you know, if you go and do this, for four, eight weeks, let's see what your blood sugars are. So when you get the encouragement like that about from medics who are, for want of a better word, evolved, um, and there's also the British Society of Environmental Medicine, there's functional medics who are already there, that's very American. Um, so yeah, I think, I think a de-prescribing app was a really a massive piece of encouragement for me because I thought, well, if I can avoid people taking a drug, you know, that would be that'd be my dream. That, and my dream is to have it as an app on every doctor's um, computer in the NHS surgeries. That was the answer I was looking for because it is that kind of one profound sort of statement, which again, you know, would drive somebody like yourself you know, mm -hmm. forward because I mean, it's, it just feels just such the right thing to be doing yeah and I, i'm very congruent about it because of the results that i see and of course you know people will say that's anecdotal but we all know eating better helps us so it may well be an anecdotal but it's true so if somebody wants to um, find out more and engage with you what, um, how do they get hold of you um well the website is www.resetyourhealth.com and you can click on and get some free guidelines so you can read how we approach what we do and then you can also look even before you pay at all the different conditions that we cover if you decide to do it you log on you get your plan and once you've got your plan we're always here and the closed facebook page is here to support you yeah it's very simple so Catherine rogers thank you very much for your time today yeah, thank you, Neil.